This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. And welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and the uh, co-founder at Full-Time Families, the um, resource for all your traveling needs as a full-time RVing family and so much more. Tonight and every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hello, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom to four kiddos on the road. I'm also the creator of Road Trip Teacher, your educational resource for destination-based learning adventures. And our crazy crew chronicles our travels over at diaryofaroadmom.com, and we'd love to have you follow us over there. I am so glad to be chatting with all of our Road School Moms community tonight, and I'm grateful to hear your voice, KT. Where in the world are you? Oh, likewise, Mary Beth, likewise. Um, I am coming to you live tonight from Las Vegas. And you know tonight we are going to be talking about Internet on the Road, getting into the specifics of how you and I access Internet on the Road and how families who are traveling can uh, get solid, uh, dependable Internet on the Road. But before we do that, I want to talk about how important it is, Internet on the Road, because you and I both have significant ties to Florida. And over the last 24 hours, we have uh, both gone through keeping tabs on family and friends in South Florida through our Internet on the Road. So, Mary Beth, tell me how your Fort Myers family and friends fared um, during Hurricane Irma. Well, so far, so good is the reports that I'm getting. As um, our listeners might be aware, Felice Gerwitz, who is the owner of our network, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, um, is faring with her family there in Fort Myers. I heard from her a few hours ago, and she said that they were making it. Um, I talked to our friends and our family friends, I guess is how I would say it, um, at our RV resort where we hang out and where we actually have a um, we have an ownership lot, I guess, is what our lot is. If you don't know what that is, um, what that means is we have a lot that we own in an RV park in the Fort Myers area that we um, go back to periodically throughout the year. So we have things stored there, and uh, my dad owns a lot there. He has a, a fifth wheel there and a Truck and trailer, actually, so we've been checking on those things, and so far, so good. But um, I think that everyone has almost a soft sense of security in that area because it made landfall, and there are still things standing. But I just looked at the weather um, just a few minutes ago, and one of the updates that came through was that the, it was actually worse there now than it was when it made landfall. So it seems like that the resurge is starting to heat up, and uh, I'm concerned, concerned for our friends and our family, and I know, KT, you've been as well watching all the people evacuate and not evacuate and then decide to evacuate, and it's just so helpless. It's a very helpless feeling watching it from afar, as I'm sure you understand. Absolutely. You know, we have um, family in uh, South Florida, and uh, for the beginning of the week, it was projected to smack right into them. I just kept watching that um, cone of destruction, and I, wall being forecasted to go straight into Delray Beach, Florida, 
It was uh, very, very nerve-wracking. But um, with the power of the Internet, I was able to channel a lot of that anxiety into making a meaningful advance on the storm and creating, we were able with Full-Time Family, Sarah James and I, to create a list of 50 um, campgrounds and facilities that people could evacuate to with their RVs. And I, I want to talk about what I learned through this hurricane. This is not our first hurricane. will be our last hurricane. We've lived through hurricanes as, you know, South Florida residents for a long time. Um, but RVing and hurricanes, they really don't mix. And unless you're willing to sacrifice your home on wheels, uh, there's only one choice, and that's for you to evacuate. You don't have the same choices as someone who lives in a sticks and bricks house unless you don't care about your RV being swept away, which I found wasn't the case for most of the people we were talking to all week long because it's all our stuff in here, right? It's, a, it's our home. And so um, and not only do you need to get out of where the eye is going to hit, but as I read Mary Jane's um, update, you can't even – the RVs really can't even tolerate, um, you know, Category 2, 3, possibly even 1 winds. So you need to get yourself – as far away and as in a, as a much safe environment as physically possible. And so we were able to find sites as far as Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, Virginia itself, Tennessee, just wherever to try to get people out of the danger zone. And, and I'm so pleased. We worked with our um, directory of um, FTS Family Friendly Campgrounds. We went to them first, uh, looked at the map and saw who was where and, you know, reached out to them and asked them what their rates were for evacuees. And uh, we were pleasantly surprised. A lot of them waived charges. Jellystone worked with us. I got uh, emails from Jellystone owners and operators all over the country all weekend long. I'm on the list. Add me to the list. Um, so I know that uh, that was a really great way for me to channel my anxiety that I was having with um, – with my family staying down there, refusing to evacuate. Thank God they're okay. Thank God that they dodged this bullet. But um, uh, without the internet, I would have been, I would have probably been on my way, right? I mm -hmm. mean, what could we do without the internet? It's so true. That's so true. And I don't know about, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it too, but I, you know, the, the groups that I was involved in and, and the, um, the people that I've been in contact with, I mean, they were, you know, sending videos back and forth and posting videos on the Internet and on YouTube and over on Facebook. And, you know, it was really a way to um, to keep connected and know what was going on and if there was a way to help or maybe the only way to help was just to be there to listen and give some encouraging words from afar. But um, the Internet is very powerful. And I think that we do forget. We're so accustomed to it. And I think about our kids. You know, you and I remember what it was like not to have Internet. I mean, it's in a far, far distant memory, but we remember it. You know, our kiddos, they they don't know that. You know, all they know is Google and all the other things that are readily available. So Internet, very important part of our daily yes. life. Yes. So, um, so we're going to bring Luke on in a few minutes. But first and foremost, I want to talk about how you and I access Internet. I know I use. Uh, what I like to call the holy grail of Internet for <laughs> RVers, and that is um, a truly unlimited, grandfathered Verizon plan. And that is what I've been using for many years. Truly unlimited means just that. I'm really unlimited. I'm not um, – I don't uh, experience – speed slowdowns or delays when I get to a certain number. Um, I can use as much Internet as I need to use. And a grandfathered plan 
We're going to talk a little bit about what that means. It's not my grandfather's plan. <laughs> he doesn't have a plan. Um, but that's what we have been using. Um, and what about you, Mary Beth? How do you access the Internet? We access the Internet as well with a grandfathered plan that we actually purchased. It wasn't a plan that we had originally. Um, I was stupid and got talked into by a Verizon store letting our three grandfathered plans with unlimited uh, data go. That was early on into our traveling experience, and I was just too dumb to understand what I had. Um, but somewhere along the line through an F- FTF resources, I gained access to a grandfathered plan that we purchased. So that's what we use as well. Awesome. Okay, great. So um, I'm sure that people will have more questions about what that means. So let's uh, bring Luke on. Luke, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Kimberly and Mary Beth, for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Luke. Uh, Luke, um, <clears throat> give us a, tell us how you fit into our road school community. Well, um, I guess it, it's really it, it's pretty simple. Uh, when you're when you're traveling and you're not actually physically going to school, or your children aren't physically going to school, in today's day and age, in 2017, most of the best curriculum and courses and whatnot are found on the internet. And so you, when you're when you're traveling, when you get to different destinations, when you're experiencing life. Uh, the whole reason you hit the road in the first place, and you don't have Internet, you're not able to access that information, that curriculum. That can really put a damper on what you're trying to do when it comes to schooling. That makes sense. Let's jump in um, with one of the most asked questions, uh, from especially from new travelers, and that is, if I work from home or do school online with my kiddos, can I count on campground Wi-Fi? If you like to work from home and do school with your kiddos in the middle of the night, you probably could. <laughs> um, like most, like like most Wi-Fi internet um, that you find, even at your house in the sticks and bricks, if you have 20 different devices, 30 different devices hooked up and streaming and doing different things at the same time, you're going to experience slowdown on all of them. And that's true in campgrounds, unfortunately, um, is their Wi-Fi signal is just not built to handle an unlimited amount of users. No matter how hard they try and how much money they put in, there's just not technology available to handle 150 different campsites, campers, uh, with two or three different devices at each place streaming or, or whatever throughout the day. So it's pretty, it's pretty spotty during the day, to say the least. You know, you'll notice if, you, uh, if you're not out here yet, what you'll find when you check into a lot of campgrounds with Wi-Fi is the guidelines on how they expect you to use it. And they say very uh, strictly that they do not expect you to use it for, you know, phone, voice over OP, IP phone calls, uh, no FaceTime, no streaming Netflix. They expect you just to use it to, you know, check your email, check your Facebook and get on with the rest of your life, which is not actually how we wind up using the Internet, especially those of us that live in campgrounds. So that's uh, so. thanks for that. Yes, I have many a night <laughs> before I got my uh, AOL account, many a night spent saying, okay, I better get up at 3 a.m. so I can upload my video. Yay. Okay. So let's 
let's continue with um, someone uh, talking about someone who's still in their home and not familiar with the nuances of Wi-Fi on the road yet, and especially uh, what they're going to run into, like you mentioned, multiple devices. It's going to be different. Uh, is it safe to say that Internet works the same no matter where in the country you are? No, 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 definitely not. It's When, you, when you're dealing with Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile or Sprint, um, your, your Internet is really going to be as good as the, cell, the cellular tower or the, the signal in the area, same thing that you experience with your cell phones. And so folks that have, like, T-Mobile, I'm going to use them as an example, or maybe Sprint would be better, that go camping somewhere in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, just on the 4th of July or whatever the case is, and they don't have cell phone signal, well, that's the same thing you experience with those carriers in that same environment when you're full-timing. So it's always going to be dependent on the signal. And one thing that's that's true today is that Verizon has the best coverage from coast to coast overall. There's still going to be areas that you don't get coverage. Maybe if you're camping 100 miles from any road in Yellowstone Park, you may not get signal, you know, or something like that. But uh, we traveled coast to coast, Florida to Washington State uh, and everything in between, and there was not one spot, even in Montana and the desolate areas, that we camped where we did not have Verizon coverage. Okay, so for someone that doesn't understand what uh, Kimberly and I were talking about earlier when we were chatting about how we access Internet on the road, what is a grandfathered account? What does that exactly mean? Well, grandfathered accounts are what Verizon had the first go-around with Unlimited, and they, they ended right around 2010, 2011. And then they switched to the data buckets uh, from there. And, of course, the, the recent Unlimited came back out, and I'll talk about that in a second. But that's really what it is. It's old plans from back in the day that have not existed as far as getting new um, new numbers since then, you know, so six or seven years now. Okay. Well, Mary Beth talked about in the beginning of the broadcast being talked out of her grandfathered plan, uh, and I've heard mm-hmm. of that. Um, can you enlighten us a little bit more on on that and how that works? What does that mean? Yeah, so the the unfortunate thing that happens at Verizon and really all all cellular you know um, stores, all cellular services is the the salesperson is just that they're a salesperson, and unfortunately, a lot of times, especially when new plans launch, they're not one hundred percent up to date on what the nuances of that new plan have in them. And so, again, I'll talk about this in the sec- in a second, the difference between the new, quote, unlimited plans and the grandfather plans, which we're talking about. A lot of people were talked into switching off of those. You know, if they had a, fa- a four-line family plan, five-line family plan, they were talked to switching to the new ones because it was cheaper monthly. And that's the same thing that happened with uh, the data buckets. You know, somebody would go into the computer at the Verizon store and say, well, you've only been using 30 gigabytes a month. We can actually save you $30 a month every single month and get you this new phone at a discount if you switch to this or whatever. You know, and and in a lot of cases, that's before families went full-time RVing and needed to replace their home Internet with something that goes well beyond 30 gigabytes, 50 gigabytes of use. 
So speaking of Verizon, if you go on their webpage right now, they're offer, they're offering an unlimited internet plan on their webpage. How's that different from these grandfathered accounts that we're talking about? Yep, and this, this is the the probably the most frequent question I get. And the biggest difference for people that are full-time RVing or require a lot of mobile internet is that you you normally would use the internet you're trying to replace your home internet is what you're really trying to do. And the hotspot or jetpack device that you get today through Verizon with their quote unlimited plan has a cap of 15 gigabytes a month. And what that means is as soon as you hit 15 gigabytes in your billing cycle, it slows down and it says this on their website to 600 kilobytes a second. Now that's equivalent to those that remember the old dial-up connections from the late 90s or mid-90s as, as far as speed is concerned. So even sending an email would take a while on something like that, let alone streaming or, or surfing on the Internet or doing you know, homeschool-type activities on ABC Mouse or something like that. Uh, you, you pretty much can't. You just can't do it. So what, what the new plans are really designed for are cell phone use. Because on a cell phone, there are very few people, if they don't do any kind of hotspot or using their cell phone to connect to other devices, there are very few people that would go over their cell phone cap, which is 22 gigabytes a month, um, before people could get slowed down based on, you know, network congestion and other reasons. So I think that's really, that is what it's really designed for. It is not designed to replace your home internet. It's designed for getting enough data on your cell phone to make you happy throughout the course of a month. Oh, well, that's, so. you know, interesting. And I love that we say, quote, unquote, unlimited, because in this case, I feel that unlimited at best is marketing speak and at worst is, you know, very, very misleading. Uh, and it's very unfortunate that uh, people have to learn this lesson the hard way sometimes by not understanding yeah. because Internet is a completely different animal when you rely on it and you're living on the road. So um, so when you're in your house right now and you're preparing to launch your family and you're, you know, watching YouTube videos of uh, full-time RVing families and you're on Facebook chatting and, uh, and your kids are watching Netflix and you're used to certain speeds and you're used to a certain um, continuity of service and it is going to be different. This is a different animal. So I see a lot. People, you know, they don't want to give up streaming Netflix. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I like streaming Netflix. It keeps my kids happy. It keeps everyone happy. I like my shows. I like binge watching. So what type of Internet do we really need in order to stream Netflix? Well, you need to have a lot of data. You need to have unlimited Internet. And there are, um, there are carriers out there such as T-Mobile, as an example, that does not slow down data. Uh, speeds based on streaming and based on whatever activity you're doing. But again, for full-time RVers, you, you, you really need the coverage, especially if you're traveling. You need to have the coverage um, that Verizon offers. And T-Mobile will get there, I suppose, I, I think, in the next five years or so uh, with all the, the acquisitions and different things that they've been doing. But today, to stream Netflix, to carry on your normal life, like what you're experiencing in a sticks and bricks house, you really need to have the coverage. You need to have the coverage first. Um, really, that's it. I think I could just throw a period after that. <laughs> that is so true. And we'll throw <laughs> some more periods on there for you, by the way. 
<laughs> so um, tell us about cable internet. Is that something that's easily available um, to those on the road? Is that a um, an answer to any of these problems? Well, I've probably been to not nearly as many campgrounds as you two, so maybe you could answer that a little bit better, but probably about 20, 25, maybe 30 campgrounds. And I've seen that one time, one time where they offered uh, cable internet. And that was at a pretty, that was at a pretty ritzy resort type campground that we stayed at. And so I would say if you're planning to hit the road and your plan is to find campgrounds that have cable internet, um, I would start to think again or maybe do a ton of research into exactly where they are located and how much it's going to cost you a month or a week to stay at those campgrounds because I'm pretty sure that the cost would offset something like this. I am going to agree with you, Luke. I have seen um, full-time RVers be able to get a, a cable line for mm, three months or six months, mostly six months, and very rarely. Um, so uh, unless that's part of your journey is to be stationary somewhere six months, then probably cable internet is not the not going to be the fit the bill. Okay, so we know that um, we've heard of this leasing lines, um, and we've seen that lines are available for lease on eBay and various outlets. Is this safe, reliable? How can someone do this safely? Is this the way people should look to go? Well, the, the big difference between what, what we're discussing here, which is an assumption of liability and leasing lines, is this. When you have when you're leasing a line from somebody, chances are they have a lot of lines in their name. They probably have it on a business account. And every single line on that business account shows that it's using a jetpack because that's really what it is, using a jetpack uh, for data. And Verizon in the past year and a half has been seeking out these types of accounts, these big giant accounts, um, you know, for, for breaking the, the contract that they make between Verizon, because Verizon doesn't say, you pay us X amount of dollars a month, and then you can charge somebody else wherever the heck you want. That's totally fine. Of course, they're against that. So, um, and, and, if, and if that does get canceled, if the line that you're leasing gets shut off, nothing happens to you or anything like that, of course, but you'll be without Internet all of a sudden. It pretty much happens overnight in a lot of cases, it seems like. Um, what this is is a, a unlimited grandfathered Verizon line that literally gets transferred into your name and you pay Verizon directly. It's in your account, your Verizon account. You own it. Uh, it's under contract and it's one line. So it's very rare. In fact, it hasn't happened yet where Verizon would shut off or cancel one of these lines, no matter the usage. I've had people use uh, 1,200 gigabytes of data in the, in consecutive billing cycles, which is ridiculous. I don't know. I asked them, what did you, what did you do exactly? And they said, well, they usually have two TVs streaming, even when we're not home for the cats. Um, but they still had internet month in and month out. And so Verizon has canceled. And, and I get this question a lot too, because people have heard that Verizon has canceled these single line personal grandfathered accounts. And that's true. They've canceled them for one of two reasons. Number one, all of them that were canceled are either out of contract and deemed to be excessive users. And these are people that are using 
over 100 gigabytes a month, and again, out of contract, or they were using devices that were not deemed by Verizon to be mobile use. So they were using home routers. They were taking their SIM card out, putting it in a home router, which was, of course, designed for home use, and, and, and the monthly's a lot more um, for that type of thing. And so Verizon shut them down, too, after they sent a couple of warning letters. Um, so it's by far the least riskiest way to guarantee that you're going to have Internet is to go the route of ownership versus leasing, for sure. So knowing that information and also knowing from your experience and as well as mine, just recently, as recent as last month when I went into Verizon store and they were bound and determined that they were going to cancel or not cancel my grandfathered line, but they had this slick new way that they were going to, you know, save me money and it was still unlimited and all those things that you just talked about a couple of questions ago. Um, but knowing that Verizon is cracking down on these lines, what, what, options are out there for somebody coming in new to this game? Well, what we, what we offer is, is a, a line, a uh, grandfathered plan that has a two-year contract on it. It's almost, almost a full two-year contract by the time you get it, roughly 23 to 24 months. Um, and so you have 23 to 24 months where if history repeats itself with Verizon, which I think it's going to because it's been a year and a half since they started canceling you know, this, this, since all this stuff started with the canceling of the lines, um, where no matter the data you use while you're in contract, they won't cancel you. Now, if you use a thousand gigabytes a month and your contract runs out, they're probably going to shut you off. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it'll end up being. But there are loopholes to renew once your contract gets close to being finished, not completely done. You don't want to wait that long. But when it gets close to being finished, there are loopholes currently to renew that contract for another year. So if you keep doing that, and if that loophole stays open, which that's been open for, well, six years, um, you just renew your contract every year. Or, you know, once once the first two years is over, renew it every year after that, and use as much data as you want. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um... We have been able to renew our contract twice so far in the length of time that we've had it. So that's been a huge blessing to us. So, again, I want to reiterate that uh, we talked about it in the beginning of the broadcast. The holy grail of Internet, would you agree with this statement, Luke? The holy grail of Internet is a grandfathered, in-contract Verizon plan which you yourself own. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, and so how much are we talking? Well, the, the monthly for this line is $45 plus tax, and tax ranges in, you know, from different states, of course. Um, and because uh, you're a full-time families member, we do have a discount on the upfront. There's an upfront cost associated with this, and, and I'll just talk about that for a quick moment. So if you go to eBay, like you mentioned earlier, and look for lines for sale. You will find lines for sale there for four or $500, and these are people that have grandfathered unlimited plans that they no longer want. They may or may not have a contract, and they're looking to sell the lines. And you can buy them. But the trick is they don't guarantee it actually gets transferred to your name with the unlimited data. Um, their hands are clean once they show you, prove to you that the line exists, and 
call into Verizon and give you the authorization to take over that line. Then it's your job to call Verizon and try to get that line put in your name with the unlimited data. And that's really that that's really the the art of making sure that this happens is that transfer. Um, I I personally transferred about 100 to 115 of these, um, and you have to find a rep that number one is willing to try to do it. And number two, knows the system enough to make sure it happens. Now, there have been times when I've gotten reps that have screwed it up, taken the data off, uh, et cetera. But one thing that I do is I guarantee that you will have an unlimited data line, grandfathered unlimited data line in your name when we're all said and done. So I got that stuff fixed for those folks, and they're happy using their unlimited data today. Um, and so that that's really the trick. And the upfront cost, associated with that comes with a line, comes with a jetpack device, and it comes with the service and the guarantee that it does move over into your name with the unlimited data. And normally we charge $1,295 for that, $1,295. Um, but since you're a full-time families member and you can get the promo code on the website, we discount that down to $995. Okay, I know a lot of people might be thinking, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of money, but I want to put it into nuts and bolts right now. If you rely – it is a lot of money. That's a true statement. But if you rely on the Internet for work and if you think you're going to rely on the Internet for road schooling, um, then if you map this out and you went to go lease a line, which is really the only other option you have, you're going to lease a line for about 150 to $180 a month. And at the end of 11 months, you're going to be exactly where you would be if you had bought your line, only your line could be turned off any night. Is that also a true statement? Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're guaranteeing, not guaranteeing, that's too strong a word because Verizon, you know, does hold all the cards, but history is, if history is an indicator that you, this is a, this is a product that you can rely on, um, and this is, this is as opposed to at the end of 11 months, you'll be in the same exact position, and then you'll still have another 13 months in contract as opposed to nothing after 11 months. Yep. 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 And if you cost average it too, uh, you know, the, the new quote unlimited data plan with Verizon for a single line is $85 a month right now, and I just got that off of their website. Um, that went up $5 a month because their threshold went from 10 to 15 gigabytes, so they raised it 5 But um, if you average this out over the 24 months and you add in the $45 a month, it's the same price. It's $86 a month for the grandfathered plan. And let's talk about this uh, one more question that I have, just for someone that's out there and maybe don't, don't realize how much data that they're, that they're using in their household. So um, I have two kiddos, two older boys that, um, you know, play Xbox to keep in contact with their friends. They play uh, PC games um, during the day when we're road school, and it's nothing to have all four kiddos on a device. I might be on a device of my own. Somebody might be streaming something. Can all that be done on one grandfathered line that we're talking about through you? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we um, we have two younger kids, a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, 
and we're averaging probably 150 to 200 gigabytes a month on ours. Um, they love to stream. We like to stream at night when they go to bed, et cetera, just living normal life. And plus, we do have uh, an online business, uh, which is tutoring. So, of course, that does require quite a bit of data. And we're, that's our average, 150 to 200 a month. Ours as well. Okay, I, I just got a question in on our uh, Road School Moms chat over there at roadschoolmoms.com. The question is, is a credit check required for grandfathered plans? It is, and that, I'm glad. Thank you for asking that question, um, whoever did. That's another question that I get all the time, and the answer is yes. Verizon does do a credit check when we transfer the line to your name. Um, that's a question I've gotten quite frequently, followed by my credit's terrible, um, I really don't think I'll be able to get it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, knock on wood, through all of that, I have yet to have somebody literally rejected for one of these plans. And I think it's I think it's because you're not getting a device from them, so they really don't have a lot to lose. Um, maybe that's why. I'm not sure. But a short answer is yes, they do. A long answer is I've never seen anybody denied or even required to put down a deposit to get one of these lines, unless you have uh, an old Verizon account that's in collections. Then they will not activate a new account for you. But then we just put in your spouse's name. It's kind of work around for that. Good. That's uh, yes. Thank you. I don't know. It's a, it says anonymous who asked the question, um, uh, but uh, that was a great question. Anything else we need to know? What else do we need to consider, Luke? Um, well, I think you've really asked a majority of the questions that I get from people through this process. Um, I guess the big point, the big, the big con confusion out there today, since Verizon came out with their new unlimited plans and I'll just recap it, is what, what is the difference? Um, the difference is, one, when you use a jetpack, so when you're comparing apples to apples and you use a jetpack or a hotspot device, they will throttle you down to basically dial up speeds after you've used 15 gigabytes of data in one billing cycle. The grandfather plan, you, as I mentioned, I have somebody that, that uses 1,200 gigabytes a month consistently on theirs. Um, the other thing that, that people get confused about is how they advertise this 22 gigabyte thing on Verizon. And really what that means is, again, that's for cell phones. And once you hit 22 gigabytes in one month for a cell phone on the new Verizon plan, you have the, there's a chance that you will get throttled down to 3G speeds or to dial-up speeds if there's a lot of network congestion. So if there's a lot of people in your area, number one, there has to be a lot of people in your area. And number two, if all, a lot of those people are using Verizon streaming stuff and doing data and they haven't hit their 22 gigabytes yet that you have, Verizon will slow you down so they don't get slowed down. Um, and again, that doesn't happen, doesn't exist. It doesn't matter how congested the tower is where you are you're not going to get picked off and slow down while other people are still screaming with their data. So I think if I could clarify one thing, that, that would be it, it's just the difference between the two. I did think of one more question. We hear a lot from um, people, they're going to only be on the road for one year. And so if they plan on being on the road for one year and have a two-year contract, do you have a suggestion for them? 
Yep, I've actually had uh, a few people that have gotten lines from me that that emailed me that same question after their their uh, time on the road ended, and both of them ended up actually leasing their line out. So I know we've talked about uh, leasing lines and how they can get shut down, you know, overnight, et cetera. But again, when you have one line on your personal account, doesn't matter if you're using it or somebody else is using it. It's one line, and Verizon isn't really going after people that have one line so long as it's in contract. Um, so you lease it out. Uh, there's, and those people simply posted something on full-time families asking if there was somebody interested in leasing it out, and within that uh, first couple hours, they found somebody. And so they're happily leasing out their line and actually making money on it now every month. Yeah, that that is a win-win because um, you you – do um, you get to make a little bit of money on it, and um, the people leasing it have more confidence in what they're leasing. We actually own two grandfathered in-contract plans, and we lease one out. So um, it's, it's been yeah. great. I, I really strongly recommend that anyone who is still in their house uh, looking for an Internet solution, this is it. This is the Internet solution. You're still in your house. This is the time to, to really get it. A month or two before you hit the road, I would suggest you get it. And um, if you're only going to use it for a year, that's great. Lease it out. In fact, you could probably get it now. Lease it out now, you know, with uh, the expectations of how long you can lease it for. And then uh, take it over when you're ready to hit the road. Right, Luke? Yep. And, and another option, too, uh, I just thought of is use it for your home Internet. You know, there's there's a lot of places in the country sticks and bricks places that don't yet have access to high-speed data. My dad lives in a house on a lake. My parents do. And they had basically dial-up Internet since they moved out there in 2006. And so what my dad ended up doing, once we discovered that this is even possible to use a jetpack for home Internet, is he uses a Verizon grandfathered unlimited data plan in his house in a jetpack. He bought an external router, which plugs right into the jetpack, and lights up his 4,000-square-foot house with Wi-Fi faster than he has access to get at his house. Fantastic. Well, Mary Beth, I don't know if you know, but Luke and his wife also run, as he alluded to, an online tutoring service. Uh, Luke, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So we have – that's kind of our primary, our primary passion is we have an online tutoring business for children with special needs. Uh, it's specialedresource.com. And my, I don't know if you want a really long story about it, but basically my wife is the educator. She was a special education teacher for pretty much a, almost a decade before we had our daughter five years ago. And when she left uh, to be a stay-at-home mom, she continued to get, phone calls and text messages and emails and, and whatnot from the parents of her former students who are requesting extra help outside of the school, the school's four walls. And so she diligently went on Google and tried to find something for them and really came up empty-handed, um, something that specifically worked with children with special needs. And so she, she started doing a little bit of tutoring here and there with them using Skype, um, and it, it worked out really well. I mean, she spent maybe 30 minutes or an hour a week with these kids. And the results from that was, was pretty much ridiculous. They didn't see 
they didn't see this as an extension of school, which most kids, when they get to a point of needing external help, hate school, uh, number one. And we also then started to see, once we, once we built the website and started to get out into the community a little bit more, a lot of homeschool moms were struggling with, or homeschool parents were struggling with certain subjects, certain things. They, they just felt that they couldn't get through to their child. Um, they'd plug them in front of a computer and do a bunch of the online courses in some cases, but they still weren't quite grasping the concept simply because it wasn't being taught in the way that they learned. And so, you know, we've, we've continued to grow nationwide um, from that point, and, and that's what we really focus all of our time on is building that and helping children throughout the country. That is fascinating. We'll be sure to list all the information on how to, um, to get a hold of you for that uh, through to the show post here. And I'd love to um, have links over at Road Trip Teacher for that as well. That's awesome. I had no idea that you and your wife done that. Yes, yes, it's been a, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey so far. Well, Luke, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and thank you for enlightening us on Internet on the Road. I know it's a question that comes up quite frequently, and we're happy to be able to answer the question in a new media for uh, the people who are listening tonight and the people who will catch you on the replay. So um, why don't you go ahead and give us a shout-out on how people can connect with you. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the best way is just send me an email. Uh, my email address is Luke, L-U-K-E, at digitalshieldllc.com. And um, okay. I, that's usually the fastest way I can get back to people is through the Internet, or through email, rather. Okay, and like Mary Beth said, we're going to put everything in the show notes, too, for people who are uh, tuning in, maybe don't have a pencil and pad in their hand. Uh, you're going to find it all at roadschoolmoms.com under this uh, show. So thanks again, Luke, and uh, we look forward to talking to you more down the road. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Have a phenomenal evening. You as well. Okay, Mary Beth, while we were on the interview, you've been getting information about one of our uh, good uh, good friends, Holly Giles. Please fill us in. What's going on? I am, you know, I'm getting, uh, speaking of the power of the internet, I'm getting private messages from Holly. Um, as you may or may not remember, Katie, she lives a little bit north of Orlando, um, and it appears that that area has been hit by a tornado. Holly says that they have taken cover in a hallway. Of course, her kiddos are terrified. Her husband has actually left their residence because her mom's house was hit by the tornado, um, and it looks like it was hit a second time and has got, um, it sounds like, some pretty major damage. So she is weathering the storm literally with her kiddos in a hallway, and I just want to send prayers out to them. Um, gosh, it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for the gift of the Internet, that we can be connected to one another, uh, Lord, and that we can be alerted when prayer is necessary uh, in times like these, Lord. Uh, Lord, um, we just ask right now, we just rebuke the, na- the wind in your name, Lord. We just ask for you to calm the winds and uh, to provide peace and security for Holly and her family. And, Lord, please be with uh, Holly's mom and Holly's uh, husband as they go to assess the situation. And please let your peace rain down on her children and Holly herself so that um, they can make good, sound decisions. Um, Lord, just let them know they're going to be safe. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, my goodness, that is really unsettling, and we'll be keeping an eye on that story. Um, and please, Mary Beth, if you could give us some updates on Road School Moms, the Facebook group, for those of who are, who are listening and following along. Speaking of prayers, uh, the Road School Moms has a prayer team. You can reach out to us day or night and tell us how to pray for you. Uh, this week, Sarah Jane's leader of the prayer team, initiated a special uh, time of prayer with the prayer warriors specifically to pray for the families um, in the path of Irma. And that was uh, over at Road School Moms. We talked about that and we invited people to join us. We really do believe in the power of prayer at Road School Moms. It has been a quintessential um, element of um, of our ministry and, and what gets, I know, Mary Beth and I through on a daily basis. So if there's a way we can pray for you in order to tap into that resource and uh, talk to those ladies, all you need to do is go to rsmprayers at gmail.com. Your prayer request will be completely held completely confidential and our prayer warriors will be activated on your behalf. That's right. Road School Moms Power is very, very strong in this community. And uh, just like you said, it is definitely something that's gotten me through many times before, and it'll get us through many times again, and I am so thankful for this community. If you are listening to us on a replay, um, thanks for listening to some of the current things that maybe aren't so evergreen in this podcast replay, Um, but what you can know is that, um, you know, what we talked about in the power of the Internet and keeping connected on the road is uh, how we can get all this information that we've gotten tonight and that we can keep in contact with each other, and that is so important. If you are listening to us on a replay, just a reminder to please give us a review over at iTunes, and when you're done with that, shoot me an email, info at roadtripteacher.com or Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com, and I'll be glad to give you the free digital resource of your choice from our learning shop over at roadtripteacher.com. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with the um, the uh, Prairie Book Club, or do you want to get off the line so you can go talk to Holly yeah. or something? You know what? I guess um, in the spirit of the show must go on, right? <laughs> then we can talk for just a few minutes about Prairie Life Book Club and the things that are going on. My family's um, been so involved in um, Holly's book club the last couple of months. It's something that she's been promoting um, over the summer. She believes in it so strongly. She has such great resources with that. So I want to give that um, its spotlight tonight because the time is limited on that, on saving seats in that book club. Um, as a matter of fact, the final registration date was Friday. Holly agreed to keep that open for a few more days um, for the late stragglers that didn't realize that there was a registration date. Prairie Life Book Club kicks off on September the 18th. Um, I love it. Holly on her um, website has put on her guns ho, your wagons ho, I'm sorry, wagons ho and save your seat. I love that. When you open um, the Prairie Life Book Club and when you get access to that, you're going to get video tutorials and weekly updates. And what I love about it, um, for me as a road school mom and all the other things that I have going on during the day, it's just kind of like ready, set, go. Um, it's based on the Laura, Laura Ingalls series that begins with Little House in the Big Woods, and every week for 12 weeks, there are crafts and life skills and virtual field trips and just all kinds of things that pertain to the chapters or the pages that you um, will read that week, and there's also an interactive um, session every week that she has created on Zoom, so there's actually a video interactive experience for everyone that's in the book club to exchange their thoughts and see what each other's projects are, so Really a fun, interacting, uh, interactive, engaging way 
um, to spend those book club weeks. And the best part about it is at the very end, if you're wintering in Florida and can make it work for your family, there's going to be a gold rush party that kind of celebrates the end of the book club. So lots of uh, fun with that. I'll put the link in our show notes tonight. If you have any info or any questions, rather, about that Prairie Life Book Club, feel free to send me an email at infoatroadtripteacher.com, and I'll be glad to tell you all about it. Yep, I'm so excited. I got my feet, and, you know, the timing is perfect. As I indicated on last week's show, my um, struggling reader, Tonya, is is reading on her own now, and uh, this is going to be a huge stretch for her. This is going to be something that her and I are doing together, um, but I'm so excited about introducing her to a really meaningful way to get involved with books because, you know, she's 10. It's been a long time coming. The uh, That reading has not been all that much fun for the two of us together. So I'm just – I'm just – so so excited about this and and so I told her about it and she's she's all pumped so we just can't wait I'm so glad I got my spot the other thing that we're doing um tomorrow uh Heather Paul one of our road school moms is kicking off an online bible study for road school moms called fruit of the spirit I'm super super stoked about that um there's information over there at facebook.com slash groups slash road school moms you'll see um, the graphic that Heather made for that. And uh, I don't know what her room is in that study, uh, but I did see other people were asking to be added. So I think you might have a little more time if you wanted to get involved in that. starts tomorrow. Yeah, there's so many exciting things going on. The fall has really kicked off. <laughs> it is, it is. But again, our prayers are with everyone in Florida and everyone in the path of Irma and just been such an active hurricane season last year we were praying for the people in harvey we still are of course um but goodness i just i just hope that god's hand i know god's hand is on us this season it's just going to be um take a little uh, extra effort on our part to remember that yeah for sure it's i i tell you that this week i've reminded myself and you tell me all the time kt that you know god's in control and it's his plan not ours and uh, sometimes it's hard to hear those um to hear those words and to follow along and to understand that you know you need to do what you're supposed to do and to follow his plan and and not necessarily make your plan his plan so I love that you know i want I'm reminded by what you just said to share a quick testimony about this morning this morning we're we changed time zone so uh unlike me i'm actually getting up at 7 a.m that's something that never happens i usually get up around 8 15. so 7 a.m i'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and i move to the couch and mm, something something would be delicious right now what would it be and blaze comes to the couch to hang out with me i go you know what would be delicious right now is donuts i would love to go get some donuts and he says, uh, yeah, let's go. And I'm not, I don't drive, I drive fine, but the truck is big. And I really don't like driving in the city with the truck. So I'm kind of, so that was the first hurdle I had to go get over. So I get in the truck, he gets in the truck next to me and off we go. I just pray real quickly that the donut place that we're headed to will have a nice big parking lot with lots of empty sites <laughs> so that I can take five of them up because that's how I like to do it. First year. <laughs> So, and it's just a truck. It's not even a motorhome. Big props to you, Mary Beth. 
<laughs> so anyway, so off we go. And as we're we're in Vegas, right? And Vegas uh, is a, definitely a city, and there's a lot, the huge homeless homeless population, especially where the campground is located. So we drive off, and immediately I recognize a couple homeless people on the road. And God impresses on me that I don't need to just get one box of donuts; I need to get two boxes of donuts. And the whole time I'm sitting there arguing with him and myself, because that's what I like to do. I like to argue with God <laughs> on my way to get donuts. <laughs> donuts are not good for people. What if this is the first meal they've had, the sugar rush, the sugar crash, and this is not a good idea. And God just keeps impressing me that donuts make people happy. And uh-huh. I'm just to get the second box of donuts and make people happy. Okay, great. Well, and also, I'm going to be honest, my account is not in the position, my my money that I'm going with to go get donuts, is not in the position to go spend $20 on donuts. That's ridiculous. I've got no business spending $20 on donuts. But off I go. <laughs> so get to the place, and sure enough, donuts, $9.99 a box. Okay, I'll take two boxes. Um, we get the boxes, and I say, and I need, need four, this, this place is uh, special. They give you 14 donuts in a uh, dozen, so that's great. I need 14 little baby bags. So... Blaze and I can sit down right there at the donut place and take the second box and put them all in little bags. And we walk out the donut shop, and immediately there's someone who could use donuts. There's a homeless man with his um, shopping cart. And, oh, my goodness, he's he's scary looking. I'm going to be honest. I'm a mom with a 13-year-old kid. It's 8.15 in the morning. There's no, Nobody knows that we're on this mission. And here I am walking up to this homeless man who, who may or may not be accepting of this donut. And I, I just pray again, okay, God, if this is what you want us to do, then you need to keep us safe while we do it. And I say, can I give you a treat this morning? And the smile on his face, Mary Beth, I could cry just thinking about it right now. He's, <laughs> I love that. The smile is so big. So, okay, so great. I, I already, God's given me confirmation that this is what he wants me to do, and this is going to work out. But now I've still got 13 more donuts to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> and it's eight fifteen in the morning. It's not like there's like a ton of people out. And that's okay. We get in the car, we get in the truck, and I say, Blaze, we're just gonna pray over these donuts and just pray that God blesses the people we give it to and God shows us who to give it to. And okay, we pray and we move the truck and there and Blaze goes, Oh, there's somebody and again, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared. And I get out of the truck with a donut in my hand and I say, Can I uh bless you this morning with a treat? And again, the smile, and then I get a big giant hug. (laughs) I love this. So by the time I'm done giving away 14 donuts, Blaze and I together are done. We go to a bus stop. We give a bunch of donuts away there. Uh, We find um, some parents walking with kids in strollers. We give them donuts. I am crying. It was such a wonderful day. But what I didn't tell you is, remember, my account, my checking account was not in the position to give away, to buy $20 worth of donuts. No sooner did we pray over the donuts that some gracious person bought an e-copy of How to Hit the Road. You know how much that is? That's $9.99. So thank you, Jesus, for my donuts. I was happy to give out 14 donuts to other people. That's amazing. I love those kinds of stories. It was amazing. And it's just, you know, it's so easy to be a part of God's story. He asks us over and over again to be his hands and feet and arms and legs. And it doesn't mean you need to immediately get in your car and head to Harvey and, you know, get people out of the storm. You can be part of God's story exactly where you are just by asking him for a mission. 
That's so true. That's so true. Very well said. Very well said. You make me feel like so, I'm going to um, buy donuts right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you should. You know, it's as simple as donuts, as simple as um, just handing out, you know, just telling people that God loves them. Um, it, it doesn't take much. In fact, what I learned from this is that the people of Las Vegas at 8.15 in the morning, not only do they like donuts, but they could really use a bottle of water. So next week we'll do it with donuts and a case of water. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Um, I think I'm going to get off of here, Casey, and I'm going to try to get a hold of Holly, and I will update our Road School Moms Facebook page. That reminds me, um, thanks to all that have posted their pictures of a sneak peek of their week for the Road School Week. I know you did, Casey. I haven't done mine yet, but I will before this evening's over with. And uh, we're going to be putting our calendar up right on Road School Moms and let you know what is coming up on the next few weeks of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap for me, Mariba. All right. Well, we will be here next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. (laughs) This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.